0: You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. In Luke chapter 4 verse 18, this is Jesus quoting this, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because He has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind to set at liberty those who are oppressed to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. How many believe that the Holy Spirit could make that happen today? He will set captives free. Those who are blind will see, and we will see the Lord's favor. Lord, we thank you for this time that your spirit is here in this place, and you will do exactly as you promised. So Lord, we're expectant of what you're going to do. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence in this place. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Yeah. We thank you for this time, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now for our game changer. We'll talk about the next generation. Now if you don't know me yet, I'm John, and I'm one of the campus missionaries here. I go to Southville and Zubel. How among you, by any chance, here are from Southville or Zubel? Or you graduated there? There. You're my man. Okay. Okay. So you're from? Zubel. Ah, I'll see you there. Okay. So, because I believe that the next generation are the future leaders of this nation. And I'm privileged to be a part of that now. Okay, you know what? When you reach to a dentist, you're gonna go and reach the medical field. When you go and preach the gospel to a lawyer, you're gonna change the field that they're in. And when you go and reach to a government official, you're gonna change that as well. The government, now. But when you reach a young person, a future leader, you're gonna change the entire nation. Because when they go there... When they already become who God has called them to be, they will change the nation and change the world. And if you read, if you read this with me, the caption is: "Changing the world has no age limit." Can you tell that to your seatmate? Changing the world has no age limit. Okay, 15-year-old, ka 45-year-old, 89 years old. Changing the world has no age limit. God is not limited in using you for His kingdom and for His glory. Amen. Now, I'll give an update of what we're doing here as a movement, especially in the youth. We are now in three locations having four services. So we have one here every Saturdays, 3 p.m. If you have children or you have pamangkin, kapitbahay, nakita mo sa daan, you're free to invite them here, okay? 3 p.m. here on a Saturday, also during Fridays and Saturdays at our student center, led by our teammate Carlo and Irwin, they're doing a great job. It's there at Poblacion, at the heart of Muntinlupa. And it's just across the, the campuses there. Really great open door. And also, every Sunday, we have one here, or not really here, but in Akasha Hotel. That's every 1 p.m. And great news, God has been bringing in the students, and we're now averaging around 1,000. And that that's really a breakthrough because before... 600 six hundred eight hundred tapos bababa, and then now God has brought about thousand homo about you praise God for that that 's his harvest it 's the Lord who will bring in the harvest. but as much as we are excited for the numbers, what we are more excited are the things that we are doing in the campus ministry because this is just a reflection of what we 're doing in the campuses what we 're doing in the campuses is we go there and we do groups we do We do victory groups there. We believe that if we need to reach the future leaders, we can find them in the campuses. That's why we're going there. These are led by some campus missionaries, others, student leaders. Because they're not limited. They believe that the Holy Spirit could empower them to actually reach their classmates and change the world in the process. Also, some of the pictures here, we have students from BEDA, Perpetual, Monsai, PMMS. Some of our students are from there. Great things God is doing. Also, one from Peds. ¿diba? That is not a prayer vigil or a healing crusade, okay? Those are our students from Peds. And then they preach the gospel to their classmates and then they just they, they offered, Can we pray for you? And then they, they did, I think they did a Jericho walk over their lives. ¿diba? And they just laid hands and declared blessings to their classmates. And also, it's not just this that we can rejoice about, God is also doing tremendous things in Metro Manila. Just last night we had our one conference and one conference is a gathering of 5,000 leaders and interns in the youth in the campus ministry in Metro Manila and why is this monumental because eight years ago 2008 I was part of Campus Harvest it's one of the conferences that we've had campus harvest was nationwide and then we were only 4,000 well, during that time, we na kami Lord, your presence is here in the Philippines. 4,000. And now, looking back after 8 years, 5,000 victory group leaders in Metro Manila only. The Lord has brought in His workers to prepare for the harvest. You see, if you go around, there's a lot of harvest there. But even Jesus said, the harvest is plentiful, but the Workers or laborers are few. Will you be one of His workers today? And there are a lot of things also that God did. Had an amazing time of worship. If you see them, 5,500 all lifting up their hands, praising the name of Jesus, Oh men. It's, such, it's not just a great experience. It's a great encounter with the living God. And also, we have been given the privilege with Pastor Edre, our director, to host. So nag-host po kami dyan. So much about that but more than that. Really, ito talaga yon. If you guys don't know him, he is Nathan Huang, the son of Pastor Saul Huang. He led worship and he led them tremendously leading 5,500 Victory Group leaders in worship. Gabi Pastor, Saul, whenever I see you and Miss Lucci here leading worship, feeling ko talaga bumababa yung mga kalangitan. Pero when I hear them and Elise Grab it ten times better in the next generation. And I believe it's also their pride as parents. Thank you for raising them up. Thank you for imparting the heart of worship and making sure that you disciple them to be more like you and beyond because God has greater plans for them. Grab it planning God for the next generation, Do you agree with me? Yes. That's why we're going to talk about Game Changer. What this is this all about? It's all about the word change. Can you say the word change? But before I go to the game changer, let me define what is it all about. A game changer is a newly introduced element or factor that changes an existing situation or activity in a significant way. And we've been clamoring for change. Here in our nation, we've been saying, change is coming, change is coming. And then when our president finally got into the throne, we, have, we, we, we declared, okay, change has come. How do you believe that? You felt that. You felt change has come. You felt it they went the mountain lupa, then suddenly the mountain just cleaned up. One of the great changes also is this picture. A few days ago, thank you Lord, praise God, they got united. Diba? These are presidents who may have uh, spoken, flag against each other, but praise God, is able to restore, and is able to unite. Change is really here. Change is really here. Yeah. We feel the change, and even there's this new law that is passed. among you are drivers, you po kayo, drive others, yeah. uh, drive others, <laughs> drive others crazy. No, drive kayo. Meron pinas na law na you're not allowed to text or call anymore. You. Not even pag may red light na, you'll be fined five thousand for the first offense, ten thousand for the second offense, fifteen to twenty thousand for the fourth offense plus babawi nilayin driver's license mo. Change is really, really here, but now my question is: regardless, even with this good change that is happening, there's also one permanent thing that always happens, and it's also the word change. ilang years nga Six. years years Are we still sure that after six years, the change that we're expecting here will still be the same change that we're gonna experience six years from now? Is it possible to have lasting change in a world where everything changes? Even our bodies change. Before, I was a baby. Now, I'm a giant. <laughs> Even your seatmates change. Week in, week out. You nasa the first row. Ka. The next time, you're late. You're late. You're in the last row. Ka na, things change. Climates change. Seasons change. Careers change. Love life, sadly, sometimes change nagpalit niya ako. pa eh. But is it possible to have a lasting change? Is it even possible for one man to effect change? And that's what we're gonna look in today as we talk about Game Changer. So can you stand with me as we read in 2 Chronicles chapter 34, verses 1 to 3. Okay? I'll read it. Josiah was 8 years old. Let me repeat that. Josiah was 8 Years old. Let me repeat that again for it to sink in. Josiah was eight. Can you say the word eight? Eight, eight years old. When he began to reign, and he reigned 31 years in Jerusalem. And he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, and walked in the ways of David his father. And he did not turn aside to the right hand or to the left. For in the eighth year, For in the eighth year of his reign, when he was yet a boy, he began to seek the God of David, his father. Father, we thank you for this time as we preach, Lord, your word. Thank you that you were going to use these lips to deliver healing. Let your word come alive today in our lives. Change mindsets, change hearts, Lord. And Lord, when we go out of this place, we have encountered the King of all kings and the Lord of all lords. Thank you, Lord, for your word today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Game changer. Josiah was how old? eight So nagresearch ako, sabe ko. Sino kaya mga 8 years old dito? Di, dito 8 years old. 8 years old. So I search, sino kaya mga 8 years old? And yung isalang lang na malapit na nakita ko na familiar yung lahat is Bimbi. How yung you familiar with Bimbi? Yung anak ni Cris Actually, he's 9 years old already. So last year, he was 8 years old, okay? For lack of a better ano, example. Imagine after 6 years Pagkatapos ni Duterte, may na na bago, si Bimby. Ho oh, amo, you're excited for our nation! <laughs> ba? Eight years old! Come on! Do it, bro! And we have different opinions with that. Yung iba siguro parang, ah, bakit ang bata naman din wala pang experience yan? Parang, ah, kasi na niyo, baka pinagpapawisan pa nga o pa marunong magpalit ng damit or for some of us siguro we could think andi, kayan yan we believe he can be used kanyan matatalino naman yung mga ano niya, ancestors niya varying opinions the same with Josiah i can only imagine what the people thought when he became king <laughs> imagine 8 years old being king having the possession of the most powerful man in his country and it's not just that hindi lang yun yung nakaka-pressure po sa kanya Years before, his father Ammon, can you say the word Ammon? Ammon. Yeah, po Ammon. Ammon, Ammon is one of the most evil king in Israel. He did a lot of vile things that offended God. So if, if Josiah is going to look, uh, siguro, siguro, na iniisip ni Josiah, hindi, okay lang, simple lang to, titingnan ko lang yung ginawa ng fathers, so that I would know what to do now. And when he looked, um, parang ahirap patasundan ito. Actually, Ammon was so evil, his very own people killed him, just two years after he was on throne. Because the people was clamoring for change, ayaw na namin ng ganyan, ayaw na namin ng evil. And you know what even happened? Ammon was evil, Right? So, si, if I'm Josiah, okay. Si Papa, evil. Sige, tingnan ko si Lolo. Kasi tingnan niya, the Lolo was named Manasseh. Kasi say the word Manasseh. Manasseh was the most evil king of Israel. So, di ba, ang, nakaka-encourage kay Josiah, no? Okay lang, wala si Papa, si Lolo. Wow, mas malalapa pala. He didn't just obey God. He didn't obey any of the laws of God. Manasseh. What he even did was more. He committed everything that God forbade. Everything bid ni Lord niya. God was so offended with that. But here comes a game changer named Josiah. Eight years old, he chose, no, I'm going to break that culture. I believe that I can set a new thing right now. And perhaps that's you. You came for, your past does not define you. He was, paano naman si Joseph ay di ba? Eh, ganon kasi inatai ko ganon di ganon narin na rin ako di ano? Wala na magbabago dito kaya. Uh, uh, uh. Sige, inum nalang tinako na hitaw na ng si Papa. Iino um, pa okay mo? Smoke talaga ako? Okey mo? Okey na man eh? You don't have to be defined by your past. Your past does not define you. Sometimes the enemy would tell you about that. Sometimes the enemy would remind you, hey, ganito ka? Ting namu mga pinagagawamo natti? Diba? Naka. Lahat na pinagagagawamo? I don't need to mention all the things. We know that. But Josiah was not limited because he believed God is able to do great things through his life. And the same God that Josiah has is the same God that is here to do the change in you. For some of us here, perhaps the enemy has been condemning you. You don't have a friend to really like, open yourself up. So whenever you're alone at home, there are these thoughts that plague you. And you're afraid to share it because people might judge me. They might, ano, ganyan. but right now in this place, as you bring it forth in the light of God, then He can do a change when we bring it forth to the light. Josiah was greatly used by God. And you know what? If Josiah looked back to Ammon and Manasseh, he would see this. In verse 24 and 25, because of what they did, Thus says the Lord, Behold, I will bring disaster upon this place and upon its inhabitants, which is Israel. All the curses that are written in the book that was read before the king of Judah, which is Josiah, because they have forsaken me and have made offerings to other gods thanks to Manasseh. Then they provoke me to anger with all the works of their hands. Therefore, my wrath would be poured out on this place and it will not be quenched. Because of what Ammon and Manasseh did, the entire nation is now at the brink of suffering the wrath of God. Isn't that sometimes the reason why we are in our nation. Could it be that it's because of the people before us? But we don't need to blame them. How did Josiah respond? How did Josiah lead these people out from the wrath of God that is coming to them into a nation of transformation and reformation? How was he able to do that? And that's what we're going to look at today. First, that he had from God is this, calling. Can you say the word Calling. Lahat po tayo dito may sari-sariling calling kay Lord. That is the reason why we have different sets of giftings. Some of us magaling tayo magsalita, yung iba naman hindi makapagsalita, di ba parang nahihiya ako sa stage eh. pero pag pinagagawa mo ng mga bagay, grabe galing gumawa. We have different set of giftings. We have different set of personality. Di ba, buti na lang hindi lahat ng joke. Di ba kung Buti na lang yung tahimik kasi kung lahat nagsasalita, siguro, ay nako, baka nabingi na tayo sa decibels na natin sa buong mundo. God has specific things for each one because He has a specific calling that you alone can fulfill. That's why He has placed something in your life. O anak ito yung gift na ibibigay ko sa sa'yo. That's why you don't need to compare yourself with others. I have grace you differently. I have made you differently. And you have a calling that you alone could fulfill. That's why mean we compare ourselves. Eh, but kasi, Lord, I'm not a worship leader ni Nathan. i eh, para di ako worship leader ni Pastor Saul. Instead of comparing ourselves, why don't we look, Lord, what's your calling for me? I want to do that, God. The moment I tell you, the moment you align yourself with the Word of God, the moment you align yourself with the calling of God, man... That's the greatest place that you could ever be in. Because by then, the grace of God flows in and through your life, and you're gonna see it. Perhaps the reason why we are in a place where we struggle sometimes, it's like Could it be that we're not doing what God has called us to do? And part of the calling of God, who among you here are parents. Parents, parents. Parents. I'm not a parent yet. But you know what, parents? part of the calling of God for you. Is to disciple your children. It is not a calling that wa- that is to be passed to the campus missionaries alone. Yes, we work hand in hand with you, but mas kasama nila kayo sa bahay. We have twenty four seven to spend time with them to know what is in their heart. It's just sad that we live in a fatherless generation. I am a fatherless. Well, hindi naman ako generation. No? I am a fatherless kid. Growing up, my father wanted to abort me. Made my mom drink some anti-malarial drugs to get rid of me. Cut the long story short, hindi ako lumabas. Nandito pa rin ako. Kaya nga ako nagpe-preach dito. But then, I met him only when I was 14 years old. And then, when I became a Christian, I don't have any hard feelings for my dad. When I became a Christian, I shared the gospel with him, prayed for him. For eight years, until last year, he accepted Jesus as his Lord and Savior. Because when God promised something, it will surely come to pass. Now, why am I sharing this? I'm talking about a fatherless generation that we all have. Some, siguro yung tatay nila, na, sin gone. Some, they left them for, siguro work, which is valid. For some, nandun yung dad, walang time. Absentee. For some, nandun, in-iwan na talaga. Bahay. We live in a fatherless generation. But I thank God that we are in a movement in the body of Christ wherein we value the next generation. I was personally kung, kung mo lang ako dati, kaya nga we, we need to allow God to Put in his eyes when we see the next generation, because some we may be biased. Eh. Ato bata to, pa kwenta, magagawa sa mundo. If the people during their time look at Josiah like that, bakay na, na king. But praise God, those people who elected him as king saw that the God of the universe could use this child, and that's also the perspective that we should. We should also put the perspective that we should also put in our eyes that when we see this next generation, our Lord. May calling ka sa batang to. The reason why I'm gonna put my time, effort, invest on this kid, on this child, is because you have a plan and a purpose for this child. You have a calling for this child. If my victory group leader before just saw me, mukha akong mahabang tarsier. <laughs> diba so, you know, when he saw me, ah, naku, mukhang tarsier yan, masabundok mo na yung disciple yan, Mga gurila na lang mag-disciple sa kanya. I praise God that he didn't think like that. On the onset, when he saw me, oh Lord, this is John, I'm going to disciple him because days, years from now, you will use him greatly. And he always reminded me of that. Whenever we meet, he would always say, John, you know what? God has great plans for you. And I'm like, ah, yeah, siguro. But right now, I'm preaching in front of all of you because of this man who did not give up on me. Now, we may be in a fatherless generation now, pero hindi naman dapat yun yung laging mangyari Kaya nga tayo, children, eh, Lord, ba? For all the dads here, I'm calling you forth. Father, your kids, they need you. And even earlier when Pastor Saul prayed for me, you mentioned these words, I believe in you. I was Lord, I never heard that from my father. And a lot of the next generation... Are wanting to hear that from their dads, and no one is giving that to them. But right now we are here. We know we are fathered by God, Lord. Kay tiniman natin mga anak yung mga yon, but we could be used as a channel. Lord, let me be a vessel of the voice of the Father to this next generation. I will tell them, Lord, you have great plans for them. Part of the calling of the next generation is to change this nation. If we leave them alone. The enemy will come to kill, steal, and destroy them. Look at the bars outside. Look at the smoking areas. ¿Anong makita mo? ¿Kabataan? Bakit. Buti pa yung cigarettes na disciples sila. Buti pa yung mga barricada nila na disciples sila. Baka, what we need to do is to just have time with them, talk to them about God. Remind them that they have a calling. And even God said in His Word, in Joel chapter 2, verse 8: And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. Do we believe in the next generation? Lord, bataman to, mukaman eight years old. But Lord, I believe. You could use this child to effect change in the nation. I'm envisioning, I'm I'm still single now, but I'm envisioning my children, four years old, they get baptized with the Holy Spirit, they're gonna pray for healing, cancer will be healed. Four years old, even younger. That's my vision for the next generation. Because God could use them. And even Psalm 8, verse 2, it says there, Out of the mouth of babies and infants, you, God, have established strength because of your foes to still the enemy and the avenger we have an enemy and it says there god will use the next generation to still the works of the enemy pwede ba minsan na yung ginagamit ng enemy yung perspective natin sa next generation na ah walang kwenta yan pero kung titingnan mo yung eyes ni god hindi anak mouth of babies and infants i will establish my strength through them now you see, if we align ourselves with how God sees, it will inspire us for the next generation. It will move us to disciple them so that they will be what God has called them to be. God has a calling for you. Amen. Can you tell that to your seatmate? God has a calling for you. <laughs> Kinasan ka man nag-work kayon, ginagawa mo kayon, may calling si God sa'yo na ikaw lamang ang <laughs> makakagawa <laughs> na wala ng... Nan... God has <laughs> God has a calling for you. And part of that calling, if you are from the now generation, if you're a parent, a single professional, part of that calling is reaching out to our inheritance, which is the next generation. If we leave them behind, we leave the hope of our nation behind. We leave the future of our nation behind. That's why we need to partner with Jesus, the hope of the world, so that through us, when He disciples His children, when He disciples the next generation, change could come. Because only God could bring in that kind of change. And if you are from the next generation, you're still a student now, like that guy from Zubel. Okay? If you're still a student now, God could use you as early as now. That child, the, this children here, Okay, I believe God could use you. Yun, kahit naka-smile ka sa akin, hindi mo alam na ako dito. God could use you, child. Ano <laughs> na siya sa akin eh. God could use the next generation as early as now to preach the gospel, to reach out to their own generation, to effect the change that only the Holy Spirit could bring through them. But will we reach them out? The next thing that Josiah did, so he sent And cleansed the temple. And then the priest discovered the word of God, which is the book of the law. And then this priest read the book of the law out loud. And then when he heard it, when the king heard the words of the law, he tore his clothes. And the king commanded Hilkiah, say the word Hilkiah. Hilkiah. (laughs) Ahikam the son of Shaphan, Abdon the son of Micah, Shaphan the secretary, and Asiah the king's servant, saying... Go inquire of the Lord for me and for those who are left in Israel and Judah concerning the words of the book that has been found. For great is the Wrath. wrath of the Lord that is poured out on us because our fathers have not kept the word of the Lord to do according to all that is written in this book. When Josiah heard the word of God, it brought him this conviction. What kind of conviction? Have you ever been in a preaching before na habang nagsasalita yung pastor, yung mga examples na binibigay niya parang tumatagot sa puso mo? Parang ako yun ah. <laughs> ako yun ah. That was what I felt the first time that I entered into the youth service. It was Pastor Ryan Gidor who preached. I stalked my classmates into the youth service kasi akala ko sila kasi ang saya-saya nilalagi. Parang may joy sila ng Lord. <laughs> So, parang sabi ko, hindi, nagpapat-session talaga to So, yun, napunta ako sa youth service, papat session din ako sa si Lord, okay? Conviction. When Pastor Ryan preached, the examples were so on point, it felt like he was talking to me. Have you ever had that feeling? Yeah. Like when you read the Word of God also, and then the Lord just, to Why? Why is that? Because the Word of God is living and active. Sharper than any double-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. The Word of God is living. Means it could give you life now. You may be in a position of death, but the Word of God is here to bring you life now. The enemy may have told you, wala ka The Word of God right now is cancelling all those lies from the enemy. Amen. This is the power of the Word of God. We have weapons of warfare that has the ability to destroy strongholds. Most of those strongholds, the enemy plants in your mind. There's a reason why you can't move forward. There's a reason why you can't do what God has called you to do. Today, in this place, the Word of God is bringing forth healing in those minds. He's destroying those strongholds that may be in your mind. Some of you think, oh, Lord, wala na ako pag-asa, nagawa ko na to. God is telling you now, you don't have to look at your past. I am the one who defines you. I am the one who defines you. I am the one who gives you purpose and worth. Do not listen to the lie of the enemy. Minsan, anak, pas fit ka pa sa enemy eh. Tama, di ba? Mas pa yung lies ng enemy sa truth of the word of God. That's right. That's right. Can we hear an amen for that? But tonight, I, I believe God is commissioning us to listen only to the voice of the Spirit which gives life. The words of Jesus that is in His Word. And what happens, you will be a game changer when you allow God's Word to speak and influence your life. What kind of game changer will you be? This is like game changer. You know what the generation now, Mashado silang ano, pag pag nakikipagkwentuhan na ako sa kanila, parang gusto nila may nakikinig lagi sa kanila. Sabi ko lang, "Oh, how are you?" Oy, may nagtanong, "How are you?" Sumawa so, yan. Ang dami nang sinabi, 30 minutes, uh, tapos nagsasalita pa rin sila. I go, "Wow. Come on, parang dami mong bala ngayon na. Para, ilang years kang hindi na kapagsalita, ba?" You know? <laughs> because I realized we live in a generation where people ahead of them just talk to them mali ang ginagawa mo hindi yan ito daw ay puro ganun na lang walang nakikinig sa kanila walang walang may nag spend time para alamin ano ba yung nafi-feel mo but mo ba ginawa yon ano ah, insecure ka lang pala sa classmate mo edi eh, kailangan lang na pala ipag-pray na maging secure ka sa love ni Lord eh hindi natin alaman yun di tayo nakinig eh Sometimes we just need to give them time. But more than time, what they need is a model. Right. Far too many times they have been told what to do, but nobody showed them the right way. Right. Nobody showed them that the Word of God is indeed alive in the lives of men. Imagine if we have youth who look at the, the, the older generation who will, who will live the life that God has called them to live. Right. The next generation says, Ah, that's the na who trust in the Lord with all their heart. Ah, pala pag nagtatithe. Okay, ten percent binibigay. I may offering papala because I'm grateful for what God has done. Okay, I'm gonna give that. Do they see a model in and through our lives, and we complain that our nation is where it is now? Are we doing our part as the body of Christ? We clamor for change but are we willing to be used by God for the same change that we want to be in our nation? Imagine if we all do this. We all listen to God. We all obey His commands. Where will this nation be? Just imagine with me. We've talked about the perfect law, perfect God, 10 commandments for 10 weeks, last 10 weeks. Imagine if everyone obeyed that. It will be like heaven here on earth. Yeah. There will be no need for rules. There will be no need for stoplights. There will be no need for pedestrian lanes. There will be no need for footbridges. But the grace of God is able to give that to us. Because it will not be by our might nor our power, but by the Spirit of the living God who dwells in us. We are called temples of the living God. And sometimes nahira tayo because it's our flesh. Hindi do ko No, no, no. You don't need to do it on your own strength. What you need to do is pause. Lord, Nicohaya to, but you can give me the grace. I receive that grace right now from your spirit. And then when you feel when you feel how the spirit fills you up, then you can do it. That's what it means when you say by the power of the Holy Spirit. May we be a generation who will model to the next generation. Let our lives point to the maker, to the author of life, to Jesus. Sana makita nila si Jesus atin. Now let me ask you. Lahat may bahay, di ba? Lahat tayo may pamilya. Yung mga tao bang sa pamilya, malalaman talaga nila na nakikita nila si Jesus atin. In the way we do life there, in the way we communicate with them, or nadadaanan na lang natin sila minsan, sige, lagi naman tayo magkasama, eh. next time na lang. Three years na, next time pa din. Will we allow Jesus to reach out to them by not being consumed of the things that we could do, but being consumed of the Word of God, of His presence, and of His calling? In Matthew 7, verse 24, Jesus, even said everyone then who hears these words of mine and 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 will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock we love this we love to be founded in the rock we, we, we love for, for Jesus to be our foundation and then we hear this preaching but if we, it just stays in our ears goes back there but we don't apply it Jesus said in the following verses, "We're actually fools. We're building our house on sand." Para ano pang mo yon? para ano aral tayo? Hindi naman When we hear the word of God, you will be a game changer. When you allow God's word to speak and influence your life, and that's what happened to Josiah. He believed God has a calling for him, like every one of us. There's a God who called him. And also, he got convicted by the Word of God and God used people, other people. God used Helkiah the priest to guide him in this. Because we're doing this together. Also, afterwards, this is what he did. And the king stood in his place and made a covenant before the Lord. After hearing the, after hearing the wrath of God, who's here is pag na you wrath ni Lord? he's gonna bring into the nation. You know what Josiah did? And the king stood in his place and made a covenant before the Lord to walk after the Lord to keep His commandments and His testimonies and His statutes with all His heart and His soul to perform the words of the covenant that were written in this book. Kunyari, ako si Josiah. Okay, ginawa ni Josiah, Uy, Lord, gra- grabe pala yung rat, no? Grabe pala yung rat mo. Okay, pinatawag niya lahat ng mga tao, siguro pati mga hayop pinatawag niya, gathered in one place and he said, Lord, I'm gonna in, in, pre, in the presence of them all, he read the covenant. Lord, I'm going to make this covenant with you. Part of that covenant are this, Lord. I will walk after you, keep your commandments and your testimonies with all my heart and soul. I will perform all the words, God, in this covenant. And you know what happened next? After he made that covenant, this is what happened. Then he made all who were present, you guys, if I'm Josiah, that's you guys, who were present in Jerusalem and Benjamin, Join in it. And the inhabitants of Jerusalem did according to the covenant of God, the God of their fathers. He made them join. I did it first myself. I made a covenant with God. Then I made them join. That is what the next generation needs to see. People who will join them into who God is. That is what we need to do as the people of God Out there are people who are lost and dying every day, waiting to hear the gospel. And we are here sitting in these benches, warming ourselves, hearing the word of God, while the world out there is perishing, lost, because the enemy kills, steals, and destroys them. Who will go for them? Us. Who's willing to go for God? You know, all the followers in Jesus, could you raise your hand? Are you willing to go for Jesus? Yeah. Whatever it takes, yeah. even if it would cost you your life? Yes. Even if. Nagano dito? By your own selves, it's hard. But by the grace of God, He yeah. can. Because it's not my might nor my power, but yeah. by the Spirit of the living God. That's what he did. He joined them in. And after joining them, this is what Josiah did. And Josiah took away the fall of the abomination from all the territories that belonged to the people of Israel and made all who were present in Israel serve the Lord their God. All his days, they did not turn away from following the Lord, the God of their fathers. Because of what Josiah did, he accepted the calling of God despite him being young, eight years old, He allowed the Word of God to convict him and to tell him who he is. He did not believe in the lies of the enemy or in the messages of the people. He believed the Word of God. And because of what he did, an entire nation was brought this, consecration. Because of what Josiah did to a life of an eight-year-old, now comes consecration of an entire nation. That's a real game-changer. And only he could do that. Only God could do that through Josiah's life. Amen? Because the reformation of a nation begins from the transformation of the heart. We could discipline people, but unless their hearts are changed. Wala din. We could discipline our children. Oh, but but mugi no wayu na ganon. Pero, oo oh, oh, oh lang yan. Pero hindi mo alam kung ano nasa puso niya. Sige lang. Pag tumanda ako. We don't know what is in the heart. But the moment we spend time with them and we, anak, an- sige, eto ginawa mo to Pero sige lang, is there a reason why you did it? Ano ba, nagutom ka lang ba? Kaya ka nagnakaw? May pagkain naman tayo sa bahay. Then, you, you be- he begins to open up his heart to you. And then when his heart is open, you can inject in the only thing that can transform a heart of a person and that is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is the only thing that can transform the hearts of people. And we look at this, it is actually so hard to transform the heart. We cannot do that. Even if I am preaching here, I can't can I cannot do that only God could do that by His grace and it's it's the same grace of God that enabled Josiah to be called by him to be convicted by his word that led to the consecration of the nation now it is also the same grace of God that could do the same in your life now this grace of God has actually has a name his name is Jesus Christ this grace died for you and me so that you would be set free from the things of this world. So that you would be set free from the things in bondages that you have. So that you would be set free from the, the chains that have been holding you, perhaps of the past, perhaps all of the things that you have done that you're not ashamed of. Jesus took all of that, nailed it on the cross, and did, did not just do that. After three days, He rose again from the dead. Proving that He is the Son of God. Proving that He is the Messiah. Proving that all His words are trustworthy. Proving that not even death, the very thing that we are afraid of, could hold us. And if Jesus destroyed that very thing, He can do the same for you. And that is the grace of God. And I want to end with this story as I call the music team up. Mrs. Dana. She's one of our youth from Victory Santa Rosa. Actually, Dana is the one in the left, okay, the one in white. That's Andy on the right. That's the daughter of Pastor Jansen, our senior pastor from Santa Rosa. Dana is one of our victory group leaders in Santa Rosa. And not only is she a prolific victory group leader, she is also a swimmer and a cheerleader. She has so much energy. she's actually full of life. When they go up, go out with their barkada, sa yung life ng party, may mga friends pa kayo ganun. Yung life ng party, yung pag siya parang wow, buhay na buhay. Parang ikaw yung beatboxer, 'di ba? Parang just yumaya bob yung ano, yung energy. And then afterwards, her family discovered a sad thing. Because last year she was diagnosed with brain cancer. Dana was diagnosed with brain cancer and actually she was there during the camp she was there, she wanted so much to join, she she got in and she was worshipping there and oh man, if you see the sight of her worshipping, it's one of the truest worship I've ever seen it's one thing to worship God when everything is right with your life. It's another thing, another ibang hugot yun pag yung worship mo galing sa Lord. And dito man ako sa cancer ngayon, pero ikaw you're worthy of all honor, glory and praise. I'm going to raise my hand for you because Jesus even if my cancer kills me I'll have life in you. I'll have eternal life in you. And you know what? Even the people approached her afterwards and then prayed for her and talked to her. not because na, You know what, guys? It's okay. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Come on. Our God could do this. She is so assured that even if when she dies, she knows, I'm going to have life in G- with Jesus anyway. I can die with that. I can die, but even then, death could not hold me down because my God paid for me. That was her. That's how she fought cancer. And then a few days after, she posted this. To everyone who knows what's happening in my life, guys, titos, titas, cousins, lolos, nolas, all mo kayo, including you guys, siguro, my MRI results came out today and I am finally 100% cancer-free. No more cancer cells. I can finally face a day where I couldn't think about anything about cancer anymore. I, to God be all the glory. The fight is over. But what I am more amazed with her is that walapa man yung victory ng healing niya. She was already rejoicing because the life of her Lord is flowing in her veins. The blood of her Lord is flowing in her veins, and that's what gave her life. Dana and all her encouragement. Dana and her fight. But you know what? This is what we saw. You see the person at her back? That's That's actually her mother. When we look at Dana and we see, Pag grabe ka naman, you're so filled with faith and life. But actually, pala, it was her mother. Her mother was the one always encouraging her. Anak will believe for healing. Even when they came to chemotherapy, na parang walana mga healing. No, Anak, we're gonna believe with you. We're gonna journey with you. Anak na obusman yung buhok mo. I'm still gonna love you. You're still beautiful in our sight. It was the mother who journeyed here through. It was her mother who was there when times weren't good for her. It was her mother who reminded her there is a God that we serve, Anak. There is a God that we know, and He will heal you. He is powerful. do that in your life. And this is the generation that we should have. It should not just be the now generation. It should be both. The next and the now generation merged together. Merged together by the Lord Jesus Christ because we have one body. We have one head and that's Jesus Christ. The moment we unite each other. We're doing our part as the now generation. We're discipling them and at the same time the next generation partners. Oh man, imagine where our nation would be. That's a real game changer. And that's what the grace of God could do when we're united. Far too many times the enemy would want to bring division. Right now, God would bring unity in this place. Why don't we all stand up? Father, we thank you for this time that you are here in this place. Thank you that your grace and your spirit, God, is present here in this place and you're not finished with us yet. Lord, even as we worship you, Lord, would you give each and every one of us, God, a vision of the next generation, a vision, Lord, of what your calling is for our lives personally. Would you just speak to us, Lord, if there is any discouragement, Lord, as we worship, let those discouragement chains be broken down in the name of Jesus. Lord, let our worship rise up to you. Let it be a pleasing aroma to the King of all kings and to the Lord of all lords. For you alone are the only God we worship. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.